This is Mission Work Optional, sponsored by True Wealth and Company. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to secure your family's investment legacy, create a work optional lifestyle, accomplish all items on your bucket list, and ensure your money outlives you. This podcast will self-destruct in 30 minutes. And now, here's this week's mission with your host, Brian Sarf of True Wealth and Company. Welcome to Mission Work Optional. I'm Brian Sarf. With me every week is Brian Paulson. We are here every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m., and we hope you are too. You can find the Mission Work Optional podcast on iTunes, Anchor.fm, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, welcome this week. Uh, We're going to talk about a very pressing question. Is the government shutdown going to hurt my investments? And we want to talk about some of the, the matters that we know that you're worrying about that are on your mind. We hear them in the media. We're hearing, hearing them from clients. We're going on, was it 34 days now of the shutdown? The longest we've had. Possibly we're going to have an end in sight with McConnell forcing a vote between the Republicans for, the, for funding for the wall and the Dreamers Act, followed by, if that doesn't pass, a vote for the Democrats to not fund the wall and to open the government back up. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but both sides are playing political hardball. And, you know, we're all caught in between here in America. I know that, you know, 70% of the government's still running. There's some things that aren't open. If you had, if you're headed to any of the, uh, any of the parks around the country, they're all shut down. If you rely on any data out of the Bureau of Statistics or the Office of, uh, of Economic Analysis, they're not publishing anything. There are a lot of things that just aren't, aren't happening out there. I know we've got problems with TSA at the airports. High absenteeism. You got the Super Bowl coming up. I mean, we're really sad here that our Chiefs aren't playing. I think the, <laughs> I'm the gonna go si- watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, I think the whole city's gonna be on a hangover this week. Uh, but if you're headed to Atlanta, I don't know how the TSA is gonna deal with that influx of all those people down there that are headed into town and when they're having all these issues with TSA. Hopefully, they'll fly some people in. It certainly is not helping the uncertainty of the markets and the volatility that we're seeing. Uh, volatility being the up and down movement. You know, we think of volatility just being negative. At least that's how it's perceived. But it's actually defined as volatility both ways. But volatility on the upside, we don't mind so much. <laughs> we want that. Uh, it's volatility on the downside that we're all scared of to protect our portfolios. And so we have to figure out how do we take the right amount of risk for our portfolios. With this government shutdown, Brian, that is looming right now. What do you see in the government shutdown that can hurt folks' portfolios and and what do they do about it? So with a government shutdown, certainly there's going to be certain industries that are more impacted. It's much like an election. You look at the last election, everybody in the pharmaceutical industry was certainly concerned when you saw that Hillary Clinton was in the lead. Democrats had certain agendas they were wanting to pursue with the, the pharmaceutical space. So what I see is I've got buddies that uh, work here in Kansas City at the USDA in, the, in software development. They're not working right now. So what I see as the biggest pain point tends to be more the fact that there are it's going to impact purchasing power of people that right now are contractors to the government that aren't getting paid. Yeah. That's ultimately, when you look at the economy and what affects the economy and the markets, if you're not getting paid, you're not buying stuff. And that, to me, would be the biggest impact. And I think you're going to find your largest impacts, the contractors, is absolutely right. These are business owners that have thousands of employees, hundreds of employees. We have some that are clients that work for the government. They're not getting paid, and so they've shut off everything to buy. And 
in the cities that are that have heavy government concentrations. That's Atlanta, Denver, Kansas City, Chicago, obviously Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, and Dallas as well, will feel more of an impact because I think we have somewhere around like 35,000 federal employees in Kansas City. Yep. And if a large portion of those are not working, which most of them aren't working, then that's going to obviously affect not only them and their families, but also any of the contractors because so much of the government has been outsourced that all the contractors that are working to support the 35,000 government employees here in Kansas City, that's going to have a big effect. And you have those huge population centers in some major cities around the country, and all of them are going to feel the effects of that. Now, in 34 days, you know, you're going to begin to feel it now because you've missed two paychecks. If it goes on for another 34 days, you're talking two more paychecks. It begins to get more serious. If you miss a full quarter, you'll see it in GDP. You'll see it in spending around town you'll actually begin to see it show up in businesses. But it has a very localized effect that's hurting people in the short run in this month. It's going to have a little more of an effect once you go into two months. When it begins to affect your investments in your portfolio and everything else is if this goes a full quarter and it actually impacts the earnings and everything else. Because if this wraps up in 34 days, you know everybody's going to catch up on their mortgage payment. They're going to not going to pay the minimum on their credit card. They're going to pay the whole thing off. They're going to go spend what they need to spend, buy what they need to buy, and they'll catch up. And you'll catch up in the quarter. But if you miss the full quarter of purchasing, then a lot of those things will just get postponed to the next quarter. And you may not get to catch up on those because people have made hard decisions after 90 days of not getting paid. Their emergency savings, credit cards, mm-hmm. borrowing against 401ks and that are going to be empty at 90 days. I mean, the majority of Americans don't have a paycheck in savings, much less 90 days in savings to not work. And when you start looking at what happens in 90 days from December 1st to 90 days later, you're right up to March 1st. Yeah. That's going to start affecting people thinking about whether or not they're going on spring break. The reality is the different political parties, the two parties want to have very different opinions and different agendas. And it seems like they have to create enough pain at the grassroots level to get enough noise mm-hmm. that forces them to come to the table and compromise and, and work something out. Yeah. Hopefully they get that message pretty quickly. But the Democrats are trying to prove a point. They're trying to prove a point that they're in, that they have now taken over power in the House, and they want to exert their power, and they're blaming it all on Donald Trump and the Republicans. Regardless of what side you're on, the contractors and the employees in the middle are the ones that are affected. But really, you know, when you look at the United States as a whole, you're talking a very a very small portion of the population is, is really truly affected by this. And the majority of us feel no change at all. Yeah, other than it, maybe your Amazon order shows up a couple days later. Well. Tragic. It's, it's nothing that you got to worry about. Right. For most everybody. I mean, I was talking to my dad last night. You know, he's retired. Mom's retired. Nothing in their life has changed. I talked to clients this week. Nothing in their life has changed. Nothing in my life has changed. We're not feeling anything from it, but I know that some people are absolutely devastated by it that aren't getting you know money through the government and that. But in, in, in the large scheme of things, in the short run, I don't think it affects investments at all. If it goes past 90 days, then I start could start seeing it affect investments. But knowing it's going to get fixed, you can't make a long-term investment decision based on this short-term issue and, and this whole piece that centers around what we talk with clients about is matters and control. What are the matters that you worry about? The government shutdown is one of them. Chinese tariffs are another trying to figure out what they're going to do about border security and the wall. What's the House of uh, the House going to do next? What are they going to impeach Trump, right? All these things that are matters in the world, but the real top matters in the world are your family, your occupation, 
your recreation, what you want to do for fun, and how you empower those three that are the most important to you with your money to go accomplish those. And those are the matters that you can, that you can focus on. Those are the matters that you can control. Nobody in our listening audience has control over any of the big matters that we tend to worry about. And all those apocalypse du jours of what's going to happen with oil prices, what's going to happen with the tariff, fun to talk about, good conversation, have a coffee over it, but you don't have any influence on it at all. Unless you are elected in, in Washington, D.C. to go through with that, you can't do much. You can, you can call your senator, you can write a letter and those things, but unless hundreds of thousands of people follow you, you're just not going to have that impact on it. And it makes for great conversation and, and it makes for good opinion. But as far as, as investing and planning in that, it's something that's completely out of your control. And so we really try and take our clients. When we're talking about finances and we're talking about long-term investments is what are the matters that are most important to you that you have control over? And we want to focus our clients there when we're looking at investing in financial planning and long-range decisions that we're making for their work-optional lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you're like my wife and I when we listen to this podcast, you're currently walking your dog. But if you're sitting in front of a table and you've got a piece of paper in front of you, grab a paper and a pen. And what Brian's talking about is draw two circles on the uh, left side, draw a circle and write the word matters in it. Then write, draw a circle on the right that overlaps that first circle, about 25% overlap and write controls in it. This is the picture we draw all of our clients where we focus is where that overlap is. What I love about this time of year is this is when people start committing to their New Year's resolutions. People want to start revisiting their plan. So it's a great time to start going through. And we review with our clients every year, at least once this exercise. What are the things that matter to you about your family? What do you want to do? What do you want to do with, with your job? Do you love what you do right now? Do you think that maybe you want to make a change? Are you traveling a lot? You want to get off the road because the kids are getting close to being out of, out of the house and you want to see them more? Or do you want to find out have I saved enough and can I get the hell out of here and permanently make work optional Yeah, and be done yep. and finish? And then what do you want to do? What entertains you? What do you want to do with your family, with your spouse, yourself, just for fun? Those are the things that that's why we save. Those are the things that when you look at the sacrifices you make in order to put money away, you're willing to do it. It's really hard to save if you have not thought through those things. Why am I saving? Why would I put three to six months of my income that I live, my cost of living, why would I put that in the bank and put it to the side and not do anything with it? Creates a heck of a lot of comfort when you get hit some of these rough patches. Every individual in the US and then the world's gonna have different things that go on in the world that you have no control over that throw you for a loop. Right now with the government shutdown, I guarantee you the people that have three to six months worth of uh, emergency funds off to the side they're not liking where life is right now, but at the same time, they're not wringing their hands. Well, they can make better decisions. They're, they're making decisions from a position of power and control from themselves versus having to make that decision based on which way the government's pushing them. Yep. Um, I, something else that's fascinating to me when, when we have this discussion with a couple, it's fascinating so many times because they've never talked about what are their family goals. Is it the kid's education? Or is it retirement income that's number one? Is it living better and experiencing more of the things that they value in life? Or is it peace of mind to know they have financial security? Is it uh, the premature death of a loved one? You know, some of our clients have some health issues that they're, that they're struggling with. Maybe that's number one. 
but I always have this ranking between husband and wife to see, and what I find the majority of the time is that they're different. And so it's hard as an advisor to pick which one are the top three to work, to work on for a client when they each have their own top three. And so then we have to have that discussion together with the three of us to figure out what's number one, what's number two, what's number three, and how do we reprioritize this list? Or sometimes they need to go home and talk about it some more to kind of figure out which way they want to go. But it's a really helpful discussion to, to instead of trying to, you know, have this, this, this wide approach at doing everything, it's to laser in on what really is the top one, two, or three things that we can do. And sometimes we have to start with that all six are important, and we start with one and we'll work through number six. But I can't work on two number ones at the same time and two number twos and two number threes to get there because it just it doesn't work that way. And, and I find it fascinating discussion points. And then after the meetings, I always hear from clients and prospective clients that that was really helpful to walk through to help them get clarity on really what are the matters and controls that they need to focus on and how do they prioritize those. And then we can build a plan around that to go accomplish it and, and to go do it. Well, it's just like watching the football game this weekend. A coach is on the field telling the players, here's what we need to do. Here's the general direction. But when you watch them out on the field, you watch the players yelling at each other, trying to prevent whatever the offense is doing. Chiefs didn't do that too well last week, but, but they're trying, right? They're working together. That's a lot of what that meeting is like. You know, we're out there trying to call out the ideas, but the couple is the players on the field. And it's it. If you haven't done this exercise, I'd encourage you after you're done listening to this, sit down with your spouse and let's just throw one out there. What does retirement mean to you? And just talk through it. A lot of times, one of the spouses is the one who basically is more dominant and in control of the finances. Typically, the others allowed that to happen it, it's they've relinquished that control and so what ends up For happening more important things not correct that bad no no it's just they've split the duties in the house that absolutely one Divide. takes the finance part of it and one takes you know the the, the other items in the house however they've split them up absolutely got to divide and conquer mm-hmm. not enough hours it's not a negative thing but then what ends up happening is a lot of times when you talk to somebody when you ask them what does retirement mean it's the person who's taken on the duty of focusing on the finances that talks. Well, yeah. Sit down and talk to each other. Everybody that we talk to when they come out of that conversation and we've done the, the matters and controls and talked about their goals, I have yet to have somebody who hasn't walked out and said, man, that, that was fantastic. I learned something about my spouse that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Well, you just not enough time to sit around with the kids are busy and life's busy and everything else that you sit down and have. Let's cook dinner at the house Saturday and Let's get a bottle of wine. Let's talk through what our, what our what our family goals are. There are some households that run that way, mm-hmm. and uh, and that and there are many that don't. Yet, how uh, many households do you know where the couples talk to you constantly about the government shutdown and the impact it's going to have it, on the world? It's all the other things. It's, it's whatever the media makes most important tends to be most important for a lot of folks because it's it's that it's just how we're programmed in our brain. It's whatever we've we've heard most recent that recency factor. And that's what we remember. That's what we think about. It's on our mind. And when you're hammered by what we had a presentation last night from a gentleman who's in marketing, Todd Hoffman, he said that back in the 90s, the average American saw about 2,000 different media impressions a day. And today we're seeing 8,000. And of those 8,000, if the majority of them are negative or the majority of them are positive or the majority of them are on certain items, 
That's what you're going to tend to remember in your head. And I'll tell you that it's not the ones that are most logical. It's the ones that are most emotional to you and the ones that, that affect you emotionally the most that you can't get past and that you're stuck on. And whatever that is for you, that's what you're stuck on. Regardless about it, just taking it in Kansas City. I don't care how many things you were worried about. As soon as the ice storm hit last night, I guess this is going to be next week. So as soon as the ice storm hit last week and came in, you forgot about everything out there because schools were closed, churches were closed, practices were closed, I-70 closed, everything else. And so you didn't worry about the government shutdown. You weren't worried about Chinese tariffs. You weren't worried about Europe. You weren't worried about the Democrats and that stuff. You were inside and everything was dominated by the ice storm that was hitting that was hitting town. And with that happening, that's just how we operate as humans, that the other things push away and what's current is current. And I think that's what the role of a good advisor is to keep you focused on, you know, that long run. You've got a list here, Brian, of all these apocalypse du jours. What did you want to talk about on this list? Well, we've talked about what matters to us. Now let's talk about what we do or don't have control over. So I always keep a running list of whatever the media is talking about that is certain to kill the economy. And this dates back, I've got a list that is recent, but we'll go all the way back to when Brian and I were born. Last February, the market declined 1,100 points. President Trump was elected in November of 2016. Brexit that summer, China the summer of 2015, China's market collapse. Oil and natural gas bottomed out in uh, the summer of 2014. We've got the bear market of 2009, and before that, we had President Obama elected. Every one of those was going to implode our future as a country and as individuals. What I find interesting, whenever I have one of those dates hit, I always capture what did the S&P look like on that date, and I just updated it for today. So yesterday, the S&P closed at 2670.71. Everybody that was not pro-Trump was certain that Trump's election was going to destroy the economy. Since then, we're up 24.83%. If we go back to when Obama was elected for his first term, everybody was convinced that the, that the market was coming to an end. We're up 165.48% since then. The point is... There are all these apocalypse du jours that we get spun up trying to, that the, the media wants us to talk about because it's to their benefit for us to watch and worry. But all of these are examples of things other than the, the bear market of 2008, 2009 that had really no true impact to the, to the market. But even if you take the bottom of March of 2009, mm-hmm. when everything was terrible, yeah, today it's up 291% I know. through today on I the know. S&P. It's fantastic. I, I'm blown away looking at when I was born in December of 70 that the S&P was at 89.47, <laughs> and it's 2,885%. If I only had had 20000 to invest on the day I was born. Heck yeah. Mom Think and about Dad, that. come on. Why didn't you do That's that? That's right. Now, in that time period, since you've been alive, we have had five bear markets. A bear market is, is any pullback of the economy, and these are bear markets for the S&P 500. A 20% pullback from a previous high. Or more. Or more. We've had five of them. In that same time period, we've had 23 corrections. And a correction is anything that is 10% or more. Up to 20. Once it hits 20, it's now a bear. We've had all those ups and downs. And still, since the day you were born, the market is up 2,885%. And as I said, while we were talking about this before 
we got on the podcast that this is logic, okay? It works with the right side of the brain on logic, that logically this makes total sense. And logically I see that the market goes up. And logically I see that when I was born, the S&P and the Dow were at a much lower level than they are today. But emotionally, when I see the government shutdown, when I see the issues with China, when I see even all the apocalypse du jour, the end of the bear, the oil decline, the China market collapse, Brexit, Trump, all influenced by the ridiculousness of television and the media and whatever they decide to focus on, and all these apocalypse du jours, emotionally, you want to be scared to death about all those instances, when in reality, all those instances are only providing you a phenomenal buying opportunity. That's when you want to go in and buy is when those things are happening, not sell. But emotionally, it doesn't make sense that way. Logically, it does. And I think that's where, again, that's what you pay your advisor for. I didn't know if you know this. You pay your advisor to be that unemotional person between you and your money or between your money and the stock market. You're just not going in there to react to what's happening to make changes to your money. And, I, and I've said on this program many times, and I'll say a thousand times again, you can't make a 30-year plan based on a 48-hour news cycle. You, know, you can't make your 30-year retirement plan for you and your wife, you and your significant other, based on what's going on in the news for the last couple of days. It's not possible. It's not logical. But it certainly feels great emotionally to make that decision. But then you kick yourself when it changes. You're like, doggone it. Why in the hell did I do that? Now what do I do? And, and how do I get out? You know, once you get out, that's, that's half the strategy. The next is when do you get back in? And it's hard to pull the trigger to get in once you've jumped out. And this logically provides a roadmap and a runway that it doesn't end and go away. But it also, we have to remember from the emotional side as humans, we're programmed that we're scared of these things. We want to run away from them. And we got to stay on track to stay on our path. You hear us talk all the time. We like to think that we're Spock. We act more like Homer Simpson. Oh, you got that right. So, and I'll make one correction to what you said. You said that people are paying their advisor to provide that Spock influence, that that logic. No, no, yeah, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. What I the only correction I'd make is when we work with with our uh, spouses, the spouses we are couples that we work with, we're not doing it in a vacuum. Not trying to eliminate the emotional aspect. It's really important that we understand your risk tolerance, what keeps you up at night. But it's equally important to balance out the logical part of it. And it's us here trying to reinforce that, you know, this is this is normal. This is natural. Don't get too spun up about it. Don't get too spun up about whatever the news is talking about. You just take it all with a grain of salt and take it all in moderation and know that you just balance those pieces through. And if you build everything tied back to your goals yes. and the things you can control, now you've got a roadmap that works, and you know that roadmap changes over time. When you're 35 years old and saving, it's pedal to the metal, baby. Let's mm-hmm. put it in. Let let's save and put it in the stock market. Right. When diff- you get closer to retirement, you probably need to have a little bit different strategy to that. Mm-hmm. So, and it's it's because you need number one, it's logical, mm-hmm. but also it's to dampen the emotional impact, the trauma that can be felt. Because the goal is is making work optional. That's the goal. That's what gets people fired up and excited. And that's what we love to do is to help you make work optional. And if we can do that, give us a call, 913-653-8783. You can email us to get started at retirewithtrue.com. Be happy to visit with you and talk about helping you 
put a plan together to make work optional. Thanks for listening to Mission Work Optional from True Wealth and Company. I'm your host, Brian Sarf. We'll be back every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. Be sure to spread the word to your friends and family, and don't keep us a secret. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, connect with us on LinkedIn, and don't ever forget, invest wisely, save early, so you too can make work optional. You've been listening to Mission Work Optional with True Wealth and Company. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com or call us at 913-653-TRUE. That's 913-653-8783. All matters discussed during this program are for informational purposes only. This podcast in no way shall be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or advisory services to residents in any other state than Kansas or were otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Advisory and insurance services offered through True Wealth & Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas.